Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before I get started, it feels so good to be back, but before I get started, I just wanted to do my usual note of gratitude. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears usually once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. So, it's been about eh, six weeks since I've done a podcast, and... um. Maybe a couple of months since I've actually done a producer edited podcast. I was in a stage where I just wanted to just release, 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 release. And a lot of people actually got something out of that. And I was happy because normally I don't like doing things polished. Like I've come a long way from doing things polished. So to do it unpolished and just be getting off episodes for the sake of getting them off. I was kind of like, but, you know, I'm glad that through that stage, which is, for now, over, you know, for, for this time being over. I'm glad you guys got something out of it. So, we have a lot to catch up on. It's been so many things that's happened. First off, thank y'all for coming. Well, first off, thank everybody for being patient with me. Um, I know we don't go this long between podcasts. I know people have noticed a slight change in outputs since coming to Los Angeles. But I feel really happy um, that towards the last six months, I have put out a lot more episodes. And I love to get back to a weekly format very, very soon. But for those that came to my Spirit of Finance workshop over in Los Angeles, thank you guys so much for coming. It was sold out. Well, it wasn't sold out, so to speak, because it was free. But I was really grateful for those that showed up because um, that was my way of thanking Los Angeles for showing so much love my first year coming out here. And um, the Huda, Huda Dury was the speaker. It was a great informative workshop. It was free food. Shout out to uh, Community Build for sponsoring that event. And um, I look forward to doing many more events in the Los Angeles area and beyond in the future. Um, so also Slauson Girl, shout out to Tina. Slauson Girl covered the event for her platform. So please head on over to slaussongirl.com and tap in so you can see what she wrote about the event as well as what's going on in um, in L.A. Also, I wanted to come back and I wanted to talk about that stuff um, last week as that happened on the 26th. No, what day was that? Yeah, the 26th, the 26th of January. And um, it was a lot going on. I mean, we're not going to rehash in this episode. I mean, you know, there's a lot of headlines going around and I just did not want to release with all of that going on while that's all being processed. Um, You know, so I wanted to take a week uh, to kind of digest what was going on in the world around me and then come back. And I think I made that decision. I think I made a good decision with that. Also, um, on the 31st, that was Friday, last Friday. DJ Fresh and Currency, they released The Tonight Show and you girls on the intro. And that was cool. And for some, you know, some people may say, oh, it's just an intro. But for me, 14 words opened up um, a whole new chapter for me. So I'm really excited to see my name in credits. It's pretty cool. I was that kid that always read the liner notes on my dad's um, album collection. So it was cool to see that my name was on there. I was like, damn, I got got a songwriting credit. That's kind of fire. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> rap album coming soon i'm just joking but um <laughs> then if you're in la the nipsey also book club 
is linking up on Sunday, which is this upcoming Sunday, the 9th from 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Her Run Coffee that is in the heart of Lamert Park. We'll be discussing James Baldwin's book, The Fire Next Time. It's an awesome book. Um, it's one hell of a read, man. It'll definitely, I think for those that are curious about spirituality and things like that and religion, James Baldwin's approach to Christianity in this book was very, very interesting. And um, it makes you think. And I think it's definitely worth the read. It's only 100 pages. Very easy read um, compared to the other books. Some books were maybe 300 pages. Um, so this book was pretty short. Um, if you want to knock it out in like a week or so, just read, you know, maybe 15 pages and you'll be straight. And then also, Tribe Letter is back. I feel really good. I've been, for the most part, back weekly with that. Um, the thing is, I wanted to not burn out. I've been so used to being a one-woman show that doing every single thing solo damn near um, was actually taxing. And I had to pull back and regroup and figure out what is an acceptable form of output for me that doesn't bleed me as I want to give, if that makes sense. I just didn't want to be in a position where I'm, I'm scrambling for podcasts. I'm scrambling for a YouTube. I'm scrambling for social media. I just didn't want to scramble. And I, and I said, before I see this on the horizon, let me stop. And let me regroup and let me figure out what is a more efficient process to get what I want out to the world. So that's why, again, that was another reason why we had a pause in figuring out how things are going to go with the tribe letter. But now we do have that back. So I'm happy about that. And please sign up for that tribe letter. You can find it on my website, which is spiritualhomegirl.shop. Pop up will ask you to sign up. Feel free to tap in and give me your email. I won't spam you. I don't have time. Like, I mean, when it comes to processes and things like that, nah, we'll just be chopping it up. Um, a slightly different format than the last one. Not too different, but you'll, you'll see what I mean. It's all designed to inspire. So what else is going on? Oh, my YouTube. My YouTube is relaunched. Um, that feels really good because I started it, then I stopped it, then I started it, then I stopped it. And now, again, finding processes and things that work, I now have an acceptable um, way of putting things out to where I feel good about it. So I'm like, yay. So um, every Tuesday or Thursday, I'll put something out. So I feel good about that as well. Please feel free to sign up for uh, subscriptions there at YouTube backslash Spiritual Homegirl. And... Also, please feel free to leave a review. You know what I'm saying? If you like the podcast and it adds some type of value to your life, um, please feel free to share with a friend and, you know, leave a review. Let people know what you think. And um, hopefully it helps somebody kind of get a better idea. Because, I mean, like I always say when I talk about reviews, I tell you my stuff is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, follow me. You know, I'm dope. But it's always good to get an objective third-party point of view for people to make the decision for themselves. I mean, they'll make the decision for themselves when they when they check it out. But it's always cool to hear about other people, um, other people's opinion in terms of, you know, recommending and things of that nature. I always thought word of mouth was always the best form of finding out about things, you know. And also, oh, I have a text messaging number. I don't know if I told y'all, but feel free to text podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T to 323-765-3996. Again, text podcast to 323-765-3996 and you'll sign up for tribe text. They come out pretty sporadically. Um, I don't even text all day with my partners. Keep it a thousand. I don't have that kind of time anymore. But, you know, I won't be texting you all the time, all day, every day. I will pop in when you least expect it, you know. So if you want some game, Sent to your text inbox. Feel free to text podcast again to 323-765-3996. 
Now, on to the episode. The benefits of being antisocial. And I know that sounds so negative, but it actually isn't. Um, I've, I've actually, as social as I like to think I am, I've had some moments in my life uh, recently in the past. When I say recently, I mean the past three or five years where I've been not really so eager to jump in line and jump out the house and go do things. And at first I was thinking, well, maybe am I sad? Like, what's the deal here? And um, I said, you know, am I being antisocial? And it was like, ooh, antisocial, that's not good, right? Um, at least that's what I was thinking. So I sat one day and I said, you know what, let me break down what antisocial is. And is it really a bad thing? So when I looked at the definition of antisocial, I broke it down. Anti is opposed to and against. The definition of social is relating to society or its organization. Going back to society, the aggregate of people in social interaction. And the definition of antisocial itself is opposed, well, not sociable, not wanting the company of others. So basically, it's opposed to kicking it with people. You don't want to be around people. And usually antisocial, like introverts to a degree, they get a bad rep because usually the image that they present to us as antisocial people are usually rude and callous and cold and um, unwilling to communicate to the point of them being, quote unquote, difficult. Right. That's what we um, we see. But it's, I think it's a lot deeper than the image of what supposed antisocial looks like. Um, they're usually painted as like mood killers and party poop excuse me, party poopers, and you don't want to be around them. So it's kind of like, you know, when you think of antisocial and you possibly being antisocial, at least in my experience, I was kind of like, well, I don't want to be coming off like that. But then, you know, I realized at one point, maybe being antisocial is a quote unquote necessary evil. And nowadays I look at being antisocial as necessary. So it went from being a bad thing to a necessary evil to just simply being necessary. And the reason why I think that is because in, in our time that continues to revolutionize technology and how to be easily accessible, not just accessible, but easily accessible, I think there's becoming an implied obligation for us to just always be on. When you think about like your text messages in your phone, you can literally see if somebody read your stuff. It says read, seen, delivered. And if they respond, you can literally see when they about to respond. They, the bubbles pop up and you're like, oh, okay, they responded. And then somebody calls you, okay, if they don't answer, some people don't even leave voicemails anymore. They just video call or FaceTime. All social medias have a functionality where you can see when someone's message was read. If you're in a group, you can see who in that message read it. And even then, there's a video option as well if you don't answer or if you want to communicate in a more um, more personal, more intimate way. Instagram has an option for, you know, no comments, which I think is great. But on Facebook, there's comments. They're still open. And even Twitter, when you think about Twitter, I always look at Twitter as a place where you could literally speak to no one in the room and somebody will hear it and respond. Y'all have a conversation for better or for worse. Like, literally, anybody could just jump in your mentions and have a conversation. You could literally say, man, today I'm feeling like the world is is X, Y, Z. And then somebody will jump in your comments and say, well, on the contrary, the world is actually ABC. And you're like, damn, who asked you, bro? Like, where did you, where did you 
come from? So what I'm saying is basically it's just super easy to get to folks these days. And any type of interaction, whether it's a troll interaction, whether it's a lighthearted debate, whether it's a serious debate, I mean, whether it's an argument, whatever it is, it's all with a stranger, friend, foe, whatever. It's all social interaction. And sometimes we need time away. Better yet, we deserve time away. And I know some people may say, well, like, what about events? Now, honestly, it's a personal call, right? Sometimes the expectation to show up will appear to be more powerful than your own ability to make the decision. So, like, if somebody's expectation of you showing up is more important to you, it, it can put you in a pressure cooker that doesn't seem healthy for your peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? Funerals, weddings, birthdays, I mean, they're all very different and they all are very circumstantial and there's so many layers to it. Who's going to be there? What was your relationship to the person that's involved? What's your relationship to the person that's going to be there? What's your relationship to the person that invited you? It's just so many different factors with those, right? Even with holidays. For me, I don't really celebrate holidays. For others, it's the world to them when they when they're around people for the holidays. So I may not be I may not trip if somebody don't celebrate a holiday with me because I don't really celebrate. It doesn't matter to me. But meanwhile, somebody may hold that against you saying, well, you didn't show up for Thanksgiving. You didn't show up for Christmas. You left me hanging on Valentine's Day. You know, so some people kind of, you know, it just really depends on the person. But whatever you do decide to do before we get into the benefits of being antisocial, make sure you do it from a place of peace and not pressure. I'll let that sink in. With anything you decide to do, when it comes to showing up for anybody, including yourself, whether you choose to actually show up presently and be physically there, or whether you choose to be physically present for yourself, make sure that whatever you do comes from a place of peace and not pressure. I've seen some things come out of folks from pressure that's beautiful and successful. Everybody is not built that way, and that's completely fine. Everybody don't have to be built that way. But just make sure you're not forcing something and you're not forcing um, your presence to be there. Because when you force something like that out of a place of pressure or possible duress, it doesn't make for a good experience. I think it creates a, a small seed of resentment that just grows into a whole plant of, um, of problems between your needs being met and your needs being validated or um, the inability of those being validated because of somebody else. So I just want to remind y'all that before we get into these benefits, but let me take a quick water break and I will be right back with the rest of the episode. All right. So I am back. So now I'm a little warmed up. I got my tea for better or for worse. It's going to cost to show up. It costs to show up. Some costs are worth the experience. Some costs aren't. But with being antisocial, you save. I know you're probably thinking, what the hell are you talking about? But <laughs> allow me to explain. Number one, the benefit of being antisocial. Number one is it saves money. For a lot of us out here, we in grind mode, get ugly mode. Me, myself, even with the business I have with spiritualhomegirl.shop, please feel free to go copy some merch from there. I got some sales 
secret silent sales, Ooh, excuse me, secret silent sales that I'm doing that I've really been advertising, but um, only for a couple more days. But, um, you know, I mean, get ugly grind mode. I can't ball out all the time because I am a person that is in, in the process of making sure that my small business ain't so small. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on expansion. And I am not going to be in a place where I'm just throwing away money all the time like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a night out is cool one night. Maybe a, a, um, paying for a sweet green salad, which is tasty. But, you know, it is a, a salad that costs money. You know, it costs a pretty little penny. You know what I'm saying? Like, those things I can't do all the time. So, you know, those things that people may want you to do, a happy hour or... Um, a club section or an event or even a retreat or something of that nature, you might have it, but you may not need to spend it because you need to save your money for a bigger goal at hand. You might want to buy a car. You may want to be saving, you might save it down payment for a house. You might want to, you know, pay to get your credit restored. You might want to um, invest in the stock market. You might want to pay some bills off, you know, like you have to being anti-social helps you, save your money i know people be like i ain't got it i'm broke i don't say that anymore you know what i say is i'm waiting for a bit of the abundance of the universe for a blessing in my direction you feel me so for y'all i'm gonna say the same thing you might be waiting for a bit of the abundant universe's blessings in your direction and i just don't want y'all to feel bad because you're in the process of being patient and you might choose to be a little bit more conservative with your funds and that may require not going places, not going to take the Uber here, the Uber back, the drinks there, three rounds drinks. Oh, it's on me. I usually carry drinks. You may not want to be obligated to feel like somebody um, is expecting something you usually do because you're not in that place anymore. There's nothing wrong with that. Plus, there's plenty of free things to do financially. Financially, being present is free. Kicking it at the house is free. You ain't even got to watch Netflix. Technically, Netflix costs 12, what, 12, $15 a month now? You can just kick it at the house. Anti-socialness sometimes saves money. If you really want to be social, there's free things to do. Now, even though I said being present is free, energetically though, uh, being present, uh, being present costs. It's a different story. Okay, it costs to put your energy out there to be around people, and some people may, you know, be empathic. Some people may just be easily irritable by other folks. You know what I'm saying? Just the sights. Of other people may be enough. It ain't even got to be energy of the room. It's just like, damn, there's too many people. I ain't finna do this. So, you know, some people can find themselves overwhelmed by social situations. And and being required or expected to push a personal boundary at the expense of someone else's happiness or or just solely for their happiness, that's not the type of presence that I want in my life. And I think that some of us have been programmed to do that. Oh, just suck it up. It's only this. Or it's just one time. And even, um, even myself, even I have done it in the past where I've, you know, done things or attended things that I didn't really want to go to um, because of someone else's happiness. Now, again, those are personal calls, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to something that physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually makes me uncomfortable, I think that's the boundary where I'm like, uh, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Because I feel like, you know, compromising all four is just kind of like, come on, that's like red flag, unhappy behavior. And rather than resent the person for pushing me to ultimately make the choice, because, I mean, you got to hold yourself accountable. We make the choices that we that we um, that we decide to do every day. That's on us to make that choice. 
But rather than, uh, than feel pressured or possibly resent that person for just going that hard to make me break a boundary, I just rather not show up. I'd rather somebody be mad at me for being like, this is way too much, way too much for me to, to be, to, um, for me to go. Then me go and be mad at them and be like, see, I told these people I didn't want to go. They pressured me into going, even though I chose to go. Now I feel away because they didn't respect my boundary the first time. And now I feel like I should never want to hang with them again because they're some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like that with people. Um, instead of draining your energy, you can spend that time tending to your needs. And sometimes we'll push ourselves and go out knowing that we ain't right. We will push ourselves knowing that we not right energetically. Sometimes we need to like take a bath and relax. Sometimes we need to cry. Sometimes we need to decompress, literally be going to the wall every minute, every hour of the day. And we don't have enough time to just stop and be like, whoo, woosah. We don't do that. We'll literally go work to the happy hour, to the happy hour, back to the house, from the house, back out to the after seven event, from the after seven event, go to the after seven event, from the after a seven event, we go home. And then we can decompress just enough for taking a shower, taking makeup off, go brush the teeth and get ready for bed. Sometimes we just need to take a break. Like, you know what? Today was a long day. I need to rest. I didn't been in traffic all day. I need to sit, sit down and just cool out. Or, you know what? Something hasn't been feeling right with my spirit. I don't know what it is. Maybe I should sit down and figure out what that is before I bring that energy to other people. Because, you know, what we, what we deal with, it shows up in how we show up for other people. What we deal with always shows up in how we show up for others. If we are in a rough place, it will show up. It shows up energetically. Sometimes you don't even got to open your mouth. If you're used to being a certain way, you go through something, obviously you're not going to be the same person coming in there. I know we try to act like we can put on masks and things like that. It don't fool everybody. Some folks know them masks very well because they might have worn them before or because they know. They know better. They know you. So if you are struggling between needing to meditate, needing to cry, needing just to simply rest, don't feel bad for doing that. There's a benefit in, in the quote-unquote being antisocial for the sake of energetic preservation. There's nothing wrong with that. The next benefit of being antisocial is being antisocial saves... <laughs> it actually saves your ability or helps, I should say. Let me say help. It benefits productivity. Now, me being a creative... There's a lot, and also with me building my team, it's currently, there's a lot of work to do. There's always work to do. Always. Learning new technology, planning different things, brainstorming ideas, figuring out launch dates, all of that. Figuring out who's going to be the best person to do this job, that job, what have you. Um, It's always work to be done. I don't mind doing the work. It's for the mission. I will never get mad at that. But sometimes we'll get in a grind zone, almost similar to the saving money benefit, where we're on a momentum with our productivity and our work. And it's like, you know what? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I got this plan. I got that plan. And it seems like every time, at least for me, every time I get into this building a momentum where it gets huge, where it's like, yo, I got to feel something dope and it happened to be for the drop on this mug. It's going to be fire. It's like something pops up to tempt me to see how bad I am committed or how, not how bad I'm committed, but how bad I want it and how committed I am to the mission. And I've had to have situations where I have things called shutdown weekend, 
where I literally don't plan anything. And unfortunately, if something is planned, I plan, uh, I, I cancel that plan well in advance to say, no, like I can't go nowhere. I, I can't afford to go anywhere right now. And when I say I can't afford, it's not even that I don't have the time. I am not going to cut time out of the mission and getting the work done to better myself or to better things for my business or better things for, for content creation or whatever I'm going to do in order to show up and be at an event and, and just, to, just to show face. Now, things that are important, you know, you know, I can I can plan my work around something like that. That's different. I'm not just going to say, oh, well, forget your birthday. Forget your funeral. Forget your wedding. I'm not going to do that. But when this comes to this basic little like, I mean, just just social, oh, be seen to be seen. Oh, no, I am not doing that. We're not doing that. I like I said, I've done it for a long time now where that these two days is shut down. I've honestly done shut down evenings coming home from work. I don't plan. People come in town and some, and unfortunately not to, not to, um, it's though it's not a shot to the people that have hit me. Cause it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with me. There have been people that have come into town in LA and be like, yo, I'm gonna be in your city. And sometimes I'll, I, I'm too busy to respond, which is, you know, I apologize for that. Cause you know, normally me, I, I would like to respond, but again, I'm in the middle of a whole, um, zone and I don't even pay attention to my phone like that. Or. There's been times where people want to link up with me and I simply did not have the capacity to fit them in with the work that I was doing on top of everything else that was going on on the day to day. I wasn't in a place of sadness. I wasn't, you know, unmotivated. I wasn't depressed because, you know, sometimes with being um, depressed and being sad and being unmotivated at times, you know, what I'm saying some people just, you know, you're, you're antisocial because of that. That wasn't my situation. I'm in a good mood. Um, I'm out here trying to, uh, not even trying to, I'm out here getting to who I need to get to. I don't have space for that right now. Respectfully speaking, nothing against that person. It's just that I have work to do. So I, I unfortunately can't make space for, for every single thing, which is messed up. But the way I look at it is if I'm meant to link with that person, it'll happen. I'm not going to force a connection. I'm not going to force a meetup. I'm not going to force a friendship. I'm not going to force a connection for the sake of having it because we just here if it's not aligned. And if my mission is aligned a certain way and it just so happens that, you know what I'm saying, I'm working and I've, and I've already agreed to shut down for that day, I'm not compromising on that for nobody. So that's something to keep in mind. Being antisocial does have your productivity. When you're not worried about other people and you're worried about yourself and yourself only, a lot of beautiful things can come from that when it comes to work. When I first got to LA, I was out. My first, oof, my first six, seven months. I was acclimating. I was learning the city. I was learning, learning new people, knowing new people. And then it was like, all right, cool. I kind of got an idea what the city is like. I mean, I have years to learn Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles is such a huge city. So I had that. And then I was like, well, you know, I did come out here for a mission. I need to get back to that. It was just a lot going on just being out. And I said, well, I got to start buckling down at some point because all this being out is not going to help. And again, being social, all this being out is not going to help what I got what I came out here to do and what I had going on, what I got to do now that I'm here. So I had to shut down. First it was, I'm not going to make an appearance this year. Um, next year, like carnival, I do carnival every year. I was able to, um, go the last 
three years. This year is going to be the first year that I'm sitting out carnival. I'm breaking my streak. Why? Because I have work to do. I have things I got to focus on. When I go back home, well, go back to the Virgin Islands to kick it with my family. It may not be for carnival. It will be a family trip. It won't be family slash carnival, but like carnival had to take a back seat this year. It is what it is. So things just have to be okay with sitting out. I think the FOMO that we have in this society makes it so hard for us to just sit things out sometimes. And I know some people literally physically manifest like symptoms of stress if they are unable to show up. And I'm like, at this point, if it ain't about the mission, I ain't tripping. I'm not. And whatever that mission is you guys have. If it ain't about your mission, reconsider the stress you finna feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes folks just want to be places just to be there. My, my thing is I'm past that at this stage of the game. If I'm going to be showing up, giving my energy and my presence and allowing people to take that from me in any way, shape, or form, it has to be something that's going to add value to my life, period. In any way, shape, or form. And I know that sounds kind of aggressive. It's because it is more so assertive, but it could be aggressive if, if somebody pushes the boundaries. I have to be very discerning with what I give my time to it. And I just don't want any of y'all feeling bad for feeling like you have to be the same way. Because usually when you decide to be antisocial, people will kind of look at you funny and they, and they call you selfish and they look at it negatively and they want to guilt trip you and all that other whack at. Hold on, I can't say that. I'm working on my cursing, y'all. Have you seen the YouTube video? You'll see why. Um, again, YouTube.com spiritual homegirl. And you'll see why I decided to switch up my speech. Um, but it's just like, that's just hella whack. Don't nobody got time to be getting guilt trip because somebody mad because they don't want us to budge and, and fold and, and bend and break on the boundaries that govern our life to be happy, healthy, whole beings. Like, TF, you feel me? Like, nah. So that's another thing. Being antisocial saves money. It saves energy and it adds to productivity and ultimately helps save yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, every place, every body, every event, every situation is not deserving, honestly, of your energy. I know it sounds very egotistical, but it's not. Being discerning with what you decide to give your focus and attention and energy, productivity and money to is very, very, I think it's very intentional. And I think it's a very conscious thing to do. Not stereotypical, woke conscious. I'm not talking like that. Not social media conscious or social media woke. I think it's very good to give proper thought and proper consideration to you and what's best for you. And I think that it is also something that should be a right. You have a right to choose what you decide to give your energy, time, productivity, and money to. It's a privilege for your presence to be where it is. And if your presence is anything less than accepted, then you know next time this is a place that I probably should be anti-social at. So basically, just being anti-social is, again, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's not a necessary evil, but it is indeed necessary because sometimes being antisocial helps you uh, to the point where, you know, once you get on track to where you need to be, you can be more social in a more present in a more um, in, a, in a way that where people really feel you. When I say when people really feel you, I mean, you're coming, you're showing up as a happier person. 
and the reason why I want to do this episode is because I know sometimes people feel like they got to be places everywhere. And then when they go and they're behind on work or they go and they're missing money for the month or they go and they feel drained, they get upset because they're like, damn, I shouldn't have went. I knew I shouldn't have went. And they get angry at those people. And it's like, no, at some point we have to set boundaries for ourselves and stick to them guidelines. We're going to talk about that on another episode too, by the way. Um, I'm really excited about that. But just, I just wanted to give y'all this episode to encourage y'all. Pick and feel okay with being antisocial. Because sometimes, you know, like I said, it is necessary. All right? So, I'm so happy to be back. That was this episode of the uh, Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Remember, Homegirl Thursday, an episode of the podcast will be on any platform listen to um, your podcast. Or I'll have a YouTube video, so make sure you tap into spiritualhomegirl.com YouTube. I'm not going to go through the list of all the things that I listed on the first part of the episode because I do not want to be redundant. And y'all can fast or rewind, I should say, back to that. And um, is there anything else I want to say? Make your decision and stand in it, y'all. Make your decision and stand in it firmly, stand in it confidently, and stand in it knowing that at the end of the day, you owe it to yourself to make that decision for you. Don't let nobody make you feel bad for it. Don't make nobody feel like they can, uh, they can clown you into changing your mind. Don't make nobody feel like they could push you or bully you or intimidate you into folding on what you said you was going to do. Make sure you always stand tall and stand 10 toes down and stand firm and confident in the decisions that you make when it comes to bettering yourself. And just always take note of when you decide to make these decisions, what distractions pop up, what person always comes around, what person always seems to try to get you to break your standard, what what situation always seems to test your hand in terms of your money or your productivity or your energy or um, your your um, whether you're going to compromise yourself for whatever that situation is. Just kind of take note of that. And before you respond, kind of see like, you know, is this going to only add or is it only going to subtract? Is it going to do both? Whatever decision you make, just make sure you make it informed, okay? But that's about it, y'all. Again, my name is Maria. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Highcast, Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. <laughs> and remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and stay 10 souls down in your decisions. Peace.